Before the podcast officially begins, I would like to let you know that if Charlie mentions the band Smash Mouth, he will be banished from this podcast and never invited back again. And he's not allowed on any other podcast ever again. So yeah, it's a pretty big punishment. Uh, But stick around to the end to hear what the next album and next film will be for the next podcast episode so that you can watch it, listen to it and be ready for the next discussion. Uh, And yeah, I think this is a very funny episode. I really hope you can enjoy it and I'll see you later. Bye. This seat I was provided with is not comfortable at all. You dick. Okay, so that's gonna be the the opening sentence to the podcast. We we uh we started recording this podcast and then and I realized that it wasn't recording Charlie and Will's uh voice, so we had to restart the podcast. So I apologize so if anything at the start. Natural fucking podcast in the entire world. Well, I mean, ever. we only recorded the first like minute. Yeah, well. But uh, we will have to reintroduce Charlie as ex actor, policeman, uh, extraordinaire, uh, Pokemon <laughs> card policeman. collector. Policeman extraordinaire isn't even a policeman. Po- Pokemon streamer on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Charlie P with three E's. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. We'll and you can, he's now there. set up donations. Uh, yes. I apologize if he starts begging halfway through this podcast yeah, for donations yeah, yeah. on his Twitch. <laughs> oh no! If you donate to my Twitch, it means I can open more Pokemon cards, and it also means I can get a tripod for a camera on my desk, so I can actually open the Pokemon cards on desk in yeah. view, like all the professionals do. Instead, of just having a shitty five-pound mic, uh, sorry, webcam attached to my monitor. Which doesn't even focus on the cards, so you can't actually see what I'm opening. So, yeah. Charlie puts a hundred percent of the proceeds that he gains from donations straight back into his stream because he's like exactly. a bit of a content creator. Exactly. I, you know, I just feel like it's it's from the people for the people, you know. Yes, exactly. It's a community. Exactly. Okay. So the so one pound that actually like... translates sixty-seven p <laughs> by the end of the day uh, is going straight back into. Street. Go into a Facebook marketplace <laughs> to buy more to stolen Facebook Pokemon cards. To buy some stolen <laughs> Pokemon cards. <laughs> we yeah, do not condone right. buying stolen ah. Pokemon cards. Well, I don't know they're stolen. I don't think they actually are. I'm just joking. Yeah, we're just. <clears throat> this is a joke. Cut this, this bit is out. Just for legal reasons. <laughs> this is a joke. Legal reasons. Shut up. Uh, so the first question of the podcast, which I've already asked you, but I'm going to ask you again, uh, is to provide a cinema rule. So the first rule of the cinema is from Owen, and it was, if you book uh, tickets and somebody books right next to you, you're a bad person and you shouldn't do that. So don't book tickets next to another group of people that have already booked tickets. So what would your cinema rule be? Okay, so my cinema rule would be... Uh, if you so I condone going to Poundland before the cinema, because cinema prices are ridiculous, and especially cinemas like Odeon and Cineworld and that, where which just make ridiculous amounts of money. Um, I I just don't condone buying snacks at the cinema, so I would suggest going to Poundland beforehand, buying all the snacks you're gonna get, but. If you're going to buy popcorn or crisps or anything rustly, if mm. you don't open it in the advert before the film, and you decide that you're going to open those crisps slash popcorn 
halfway through the film, especially if it's like a very quiet, dialogue-driven scene, you're a Whoa! Okay, I've got a question for you. I might have to cut that word out. Just bleep it. Just bleep yeah, it. It's fine. Yeah, so, okay. My question for you is, because Owen last week said that um, he eats all of his snacks during the adverts. And yeah, that's okay. You finish I mean, it before the film starts. Like, would that be something you do? Or? Uh, I wouldn't do that. No, I like to have it. Throughout. I mean, it's tempting. It's like a thing loads of people do is when you have a, especially if it's like the cinema popcorn where it comes in the big bucket. Yeah, uh, so it's very easy to eat all the pop, like half the popcorn before the film even starts. But that's true. <laughs> I think if you consciously think about it and maybe put the popcorn aside while the adverts are on, I think you you can get out of it. But I see where people are running in, in issues. Yeah, are you a person that puts the popcorn by their feet to, to yeah. try and stop yeah, themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, then my heart rate increases by about 50% when people yeah. start trying to get to their seats. No, yeah. That's happened a few times. Yeah, because that's literally a waste of like a tenner if you it, kick that it's, over. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, you know, Minecraft when you're getting diamonds but it's over lava? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like. That's, the what risk, it's like. that's how high, like, high your that's heart rate is. That's how high risk it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even more so, because you would say Minecraft diamonds knocking are real. popcorn. Yeah, but Minecraft diamonds hold a sentimental value. Yeah, but there's always more, you know. There's, there's always more finite, popcorn. There's a finite amount of popcorn in the world. In the world, true. Diamonds so are diamonds, infinitely right? nah. Diamonds are infinitely spawned in Minecraft, but popcorn true. is true <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> infinitely spawned. So, uh, the second question I would have is, do you remember the first experience you had at the cinema? Yeah, it was going to see Sinbad live action uh, with my cousins, with my uncle. And I think I got scared and I had to go out halfway through. And Uh the only thing I remember is someone fighting someone on a boat. But I can't remember. I haven't seen the film since because I'd be triggered. Is it Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas? If that's a live-action Sinbad, maybe, I don't know. It, it looks like it is. Oh, is Sinbad even Apple. animated? Um, Remember? Yeah, there is a yeah, animated Disney, Sinbad. Yeah, Disney. Was it was animated or was it originally in live-action? I think, uh, I don't know, but I, I thought the live-action one had Shazam in it. Well, it's got but I think that's Shazam, a Shazam, like, who? Like, uh, the, the basketball player. But I, I, think that's a, that that, I think that's a myth. Let me have a look. What are we talking about? Simba. Yeah. Well, when did it come out? That'll be a Wait, tell. Kazam. No, Shag. Shag. I'm thinking of Kazam. Shag. I'm thinking of Shag. Oh. Sha- Sha- See, Kilo I thought Shaquille O'Neal was in Sinbad. Okay. But I don't think he is. I, he's, I'm not sure. No. Nah, that's the animated version. What's the fucking live version? Oh, that's actually a real one. That's what live action What do you think live action means? <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I don't know if there is a live they action they movie. animated it know. while they were alive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if uh, there is a live action Sinbad. Oh yeah, it's got. What did you go to see then? <laughs> it might have been. It might have been the. the Wait, Treasure Planet. Where I just no. I was so young that because it came out in two thousand three, so it would mean I would have been three years old. The Legend um, of Sinbad. Yeah, the ad- the adventures of Sinbad. 
I want to watch this film. Well, it was Shiver. It'll be Sinbad Legend of the Seven Seas. Wait, won that game live action did. Sinbad movie in the works with Game of Thrones director? Oh no. Question mark? <laughs> oh no. It was a live action Sinbad in 2014 with Patrick Stewart. Okay, is that the one that you saw? No, I wasn't 14. <laughs> I wasn't 40 at my first experience of the cinema. Well, what what was it then? It would have been the seven seas. It would have been the animated one. I just got that part wrong. It must have just been so realistic because I was yeah. so scared as a child. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, let me see if I can find the uh, scene. Simba. Okay. Well, the legend you can't... Of the seven seas. This is an audio podcast, so we can't show the scene. Oh, true. But, I mean, it would make sense for it to be on a boat because it's called Legend of the Seven Seas, right? So that's what I'm thinking of. Definitely. Well, Sinbad is okay. a boat. He's a pirate. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's the true. that's the word I was thinking. That <laughs> not boat thing. Yeah, <laughs> boat, boat person, evil yeah. boat person with eye patch. Anyway, uh, yes, that was it. it. Was watching Sinbad, um, Legend of Seven Seas with my cousins. Uh, two thousand three was when my brother was born. I did spend a lot of time with them when my mum was like being pregnant. So maybe it was then. Right, okay. So you think you remember when you were three years old? Ah, yeah, that's a good point. I feel like I wouldn't. But I do, definitely, because I remember my brother being born. So I was three then, so I remember that. I got a Buzz Lightyear toy. It might be a Zerg toy in the drawer underneath underneath my mum's labour bed when he was born. I think they hid it there for me. I don't know why Mm. I got a present when my brother was born. Maybe he's like, shut the fuck up while we're <laughs> dealing with this new baby. Maybe. It might that would make sense. Yeah. It would make sense, yeah. That's yeah. crazy that you remember that early, though. Cause I know, it is actually crazy. I, the earliest I remember is when I was probably four or five, maybe. So. But that's only a year or two after, to be fair. True, true. Yeah. But, uh, it's nice Do you stuff. remember what the uh, happiest memory you've ever had at the cinema was? Hmm difficult question. yes my happiest moment going to the cinema was seeing the hunger games catching fire uh-huh. um because i went on my own because no one would go with me and then when i went there one of my best friends callum was going as well with his friends we hadn't planned it but Ooh. he ended up sitting right next to me in the cinema so we all just kind of made it into a thing, and then I think we just enjoyed the film together and did something afterwards. And I think that was I that, that was probably the happiest because I was so surprised. And I liked that film a lot as well. So. Oh well, wow. that's a very nice memory to have. It yeah. was, and I remember having little pineapple sugar cubes from uh, the corner shop opposite B and M in Whitley Bay. From that. <laughs> that's wholesome. It's like just completely yeah. unplanned. Yeah, no, it was really weird actually when you think about it. We were like actually like best friends at the time as well. Like, oh, you really don't think you're best friends anymore? <laughs> uh, well, I just haven't talked to him in a while. <laughs> you know, I think we grew apart. Maybe we use this podcast to get you guys back in touch. Should we get Carl on the podcast? I'll yeah, yeah right we'll now. get Carl. No, um... no, 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 no. That's true. I love you, Carl, if you're listening, but you probably aren't. Yeah, to be fair, he probably isn't. I don't think anybody probably is. Probably not. We're probably just talking to ourselves with this. Yeah, point. that's fine. Just sharing into the void. 
Yeah. Uh, so la- final question before we get on to the film discussion is uh, sweet or salted popcorn? Oh, easy. Ooh, I actually prefer salted, but I like a, m- a mix. Okay, but you prefer salted? Yeah. Sweet nice. makes you feel a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you, yeah. <laughs> I think I both of them picked up. made me feel that. <laughs> that pick up. I yeah, I it. think it did. I saw the uh, I saw the <laughs> levels go up. Just, just, just bass boost it, like compress it. No, let's not do that anymore. Actually. Okay, let's stop. I don't want to anyway. scare the guests off, unless they okay. like ASMR. In which case, we have a ASMR oh. podcast coming soon called. Um, I can't think of anything watch, funny. Watch just... listening. Watch listening. <laughs> it's called Watch Listening. <laughs> Can we actually watch listening? We, we just whisper the entire podcast. So, uh, I, I apologize if anybody. <laughs> I, I couldn't provide a trigger <laughs> warning before anything happened, so I apologize if anybody's clicked off. Yeah, um. So Charlie, Billy Elliot. Yeah. That's no, his name's Charlie. That's the Billy film Elliot. that we watched this uh, this uh, week. Yeah. What did you think? He's not seen. He's not watched it. <laughs> I have watched it. Uh, it'll be my second time watching it. Uh, I'm a big fan of the story. Um, a very big fan of the musical. I'm a massive fan of the musical. So is my mm. girlfriend. We've watched the film together before. Uh. I'm just a massive fan of it, you know, I love the story, I love the setting, you know, being in Durham and that being so close to home. Um, and I love working title, love a lot of working titles films. Um, yeah, I really love this film. Really okay, that's good. Uh, so, you say about it being so close to home? with Durham and everything, can you f- see any relatability in the, the film due to this fact, or do you think that's not really a factor in anything? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not per- I don't know if personally, um, through I don't actually have an, any family that I know of who are alive now who were in the mining industry or anything like that. Um, I, <clears throat> I think we're from a very, very area of the northeast, so I don't think we really apply to the working classness of it. Uh, I think we are quite middle class for the Northeast, coming from Whitley Bay. However, yeah. um, I definitely relate to the community spirit of the Northeast, which I think we still have. Um, I think in a lot of it, the, well, with the obviously the minor strikes was all about, and to quote, uh, song from the musical all about solidarity and solidarity between people in the northeast and uh, the working class i think that still applies now i think if you ever go anywhere that isn't the northeast and you see someone else who's from the northeast you'll kind of band together with them there'll be a bond there naturally and i Mm, think a lot of that stems from things that were happening in this film uh like the minor strikes and like being from the northeast yeah, yeah, and uh, you can also relate to it because you used to do uh, ballet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to Wait. dance and box. Really? Yeah, true. Wow, I actually didn't didn't know that. Well, the more you know. Will you about to say know. something? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it's a it's a good point. Um, 
Thanks for your input. Cheers, Will. <laughs> no worries. Like, All right, so we how... move on. <laughs> I think obviously yeah. different time and all because it was in like the eighties, but like I, I see what you mean about like the sort of camaraderie. Is that the word? Camaraderie. Yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah. Between um people from the same area. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also I think there another element which it's relatable to us at the moment, and it's not necessarily uh northeast stuff. This it's more um. Something I noticed in this while watching it, I didn't notice it last time. Um, I think the way that the entire film is so centered around rage and frustration at, at each other, and how it's all caused by what's going on at the time, and because of the way the government was treating people at the time, mm. um, I think that's actually quite poignant now. Um, yes. with with COVID coronavirus, um, the lockdown and the way our government's responding to it is by, you know, not acting fast enough and, you know, keeping the universities and schools open, which are probably the main places where it's all getting spread, uh, keeping the pubs open until the Thursday coming rather than shutting them ages ago or even now they've decided to shut it, not close them straight away, whatever. But um, I think... Something that is happening is, and I think I saw it on a post in the Whitley Bay Facebook group, was a post about, <clears throat> it said, it's a few weeks till Christmas and we're going to spend it in lockdown. If you want to save lockdown, just stop blaming your government and stop having big parties. This is your fault. And I think the way that people have turned on each other in that sense and blaming each other in the community and, you know, rather than blame the government whose fault it is by not, you know, acting fast enough or soon enough. It's making the people turn on each other and the government are letting that happen. And I think that kind of relates to this film in the way that everybody is so angry at each other the entire time. Um, it's shown in the dad at everybody. It's shown in the brother at everybody. It's shown by the idea of a scab and... um. The, the the strikes, you know, the the miners who were striking were angry against the government, but because these people who had no choice, they needed to, you know, make money for their families and went and crossed the picket line and worked when they were meant to be striking because they need to feed their families like mouths. Um, the way that they were then berated by being called a scab is. I think poignant as well to that mm -hmm. as well. Um, I think obviously it's not as serious, you know. You don't need you don't need to party. You don't need to go out with your friends. However, I think people are missing the point and forgetting who uh, the real enemy is. In yes. A way. Uh, mm. So obviously you've touched on a little bit of the political side of this uh, film, and I'm just wondering if this sparked any political like views that you maybe previously didn't uh think about very much nah fuck the tories always and forever man <laughs> okay nice um simple nah i mean <laughs> i was already pretty aware of everything that was happening i mean i've always kind of thought about 
you know, because I think I've always been taught, I think of scabs as the enemy as well. Because um, I think it's very easy when you're in society, being mixed with society, the people you can turn on against in a more easier way is your peers and people who are similar to you rather than... Because, you know, you can be angry at the government all you want, but there's not a lot you can do about it unless you vote. And then, you know, even that's futile unless everybody else votes, you know? Um, I think it's easier to be angry at your neighbour than the government. Yeah. Um, and I've never really thought about how the, 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 the scabs point of view really that much where obviously like like i was saying before like the starving the families are starving especially up here in the northeast where you know they were struggling to keep bellies full anyway you know i think the dad one of the biggest things in the stories when the dad crosses the picket line yeah that was quite emotional and the the issues between the dad and the brother tony about it because obviously tony's a big striker but the dad's got a, it, well him to think about he's got billy to think about he's got his it well assuming his mum who's presumably suffering with dementia um mm-hmm. from the way she was like walking off at points of the film um and i think it kind of makes me partially angry at the strikers for not thinking about that but like Obviously, I agree with what the strikers were striking against, so I think it's all just a fine line, and I think it made me think a bit more about that fine line. Yeah. In the film. Uh, another question I have is, obviously, you used to do acting, uh, and I was wondering if there was any roles that you played. I know you did it while you were quite young, but any roles that you played that you can see related to like this in any way? <clears throat> um. Hmm. Good question. Um, it's Sean Evans over here. Hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, do my oh, background gosh. research. You really do your background search. I did play a guy who's uh, quite tough, actually. No, I don't think so. I don't think no, I've ever talk had about... to play it. The guy oh. that you that you were about to talk about. I was it doesn't matter it if was, it's not related. It was a guy I played who was uh, when I was sixteen, who played the brother of this girl, little girl, who <clears throat> was basically responsible for her while going through all these like high school dramas and shit. And like, I think the background was like mental health stuff. He was, and then his mum was quite absent in the background doing work and stuff, and. I mean, I think Billy is very alone throughout this entire film. I think really the only strong relationship she ha- he has with, is with the uh, the dancing teacher, who mm-hmm. acts as like a mother role, obviously quite quite on the nose, really about the mother role from when you know she reads the letters he and his mum mm-hmm. sent to each other. Billy um, makes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to be fair, he is Billy you know, Nomates. He's my Billy No family. He's got the man who wears dresses. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, that, what was your that favorite? friend who wears dresses in the film has a really good song in uh, the musical, <laughs> musical as well called okay. Express Yourself. I'm going to... Uh, fucking awesome. I'm anyway. going to just warn the, the uh, audience. Charlie has watched the musical version of this uh, film a lot of times, and so he will probably make 
many references to that. I've listened so to I it. So I apologize. I've watched it once, but I love oh. the musical, man. You ever heard Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher? Nope. That's a great song. Oh. So what was your favorite film to do when you were in acting class? Hmm. Good question. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that was the name of the company? <laughs> <laughs> um No one's gonna get this. <laughs> also I don't know what the fuck I was talking about before with the 16-year-old guy. I just remembered I played a guy who was alive in the times of the suffragette movement. <laughs> and, and he was just a massive sexist. I think <laughs> one, one, <laughs> one of my lines in that film oh, was, uh, it was like, it was a suffragette, and it was a suffragette's, um, like, speech. And a suffragette was speaking, and she said, what, where is a woman's rightful place? And I think I, sh- I shouted out into the crowd in the kitchen. Oh, dear. And I think in the film, I was 13 at this point. I think my voice was just breaking. Oh. Uh, and my voice broke in one of the takes of this, sh- this scene. And the fucking editor used that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so in this film, and there was a lot of people in this film, a lot of people from our school and stuff in that film. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um... What's it called? I saw that film. It's called The Color Codes Fish Lass. It's amazing. It's amazing, uh, is it? it? Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was fun. Anyway, um, the f- best character I ever played. The best character I ever played or best film I've worked on? Because I worked film on more worked films on. than I was in. Best film Sorry? you've ever worked on. Um, or your I favorite. really liked a film called. Um, Sesh mood, <laughs> and that was I a film. See this is going. <laughs> it was a film. It was uh, about a, a party, a high school party, uh, between my, a big group of friends. Um, it was filmed in my house. It was when I was working at Acticam, so I worked on it more than acted in. It. I was, I, I did act in it, but only a very slight, small role. Um. And it was about this party where the parents who were away sent a robot to the home, disguised as like a school student, to keep an <laughs> eye on the party. And then okay. halfway through the party, this robot like malfunctions. I think a drink gets spilt on him. And he just <laughs> dies and starts smoking. <laughs> and he gets lifted onto <laughs> the table. And like we designed like this like prop where it looked like the insides of his chest and it was like all wires and stuff. It was really cool. <laughs> it was very fun to do. Um, that was probably the best. It was also a good one, probably joint best actually, where it was about a, a rehabilitation center for, for people who were addicted to using Ouija boards. Ouija okay. Board. <laughs> wow. So it was all about this as like asylum, full of like. People who were di- to speak in a ghost through Ouija boards, and uh, it was an idea our group from Acticam had for about five years before we actually did it. Mm-hmm. When we finally did it, it was so cool. I had a very I worked mostly. I wrote it. I co-wrote it, and then 
I did a lot of the camera work and I didn't do any of the directing because I don't really like directing, but I had a very small role in it. It's just this guy, because they go, there was one scene where they go around in like an Alcoholics Anonymous sort of thing and go around like introducing the characters. And it was like, everyone would be like, oh, my name's this and I'm addicted to using Ouija boards. I taught this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then it cut at me and I didn't say anything. I just started playing the harmonica. It okay. was really funny. And then oh, I got, oh I think, sorry, that was the joke. Yeah, that was a joke. And then, and then I get like <clears throat> carried out of the room, and then never get seen again the entire film. So that was your only role. Yeah, but I mean, harmonica man. Acting was harmonica man. I think that's actually what I got named as in the on the IMDb <laughs> page. Yeah, it's actually. The fucking actor cam only ever did one film where they had uh, uh, IMDb credits for, and Marona, my girlfriend, was in that, and she's got an yeah, IMDb she's got an IMDb page. Yeah, she's yeah. got one credit on it, yeah, which is this actor cam film. But so does like everybody who is in that film. <laughs> so there's loads of people from our school and stuff who just all have IMDb pages. They probably don't <laughs> for that know one film. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't know about it. <laughs> Because you didn't tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, wild. Okay, since we've strayed a little bit away from uh, yeah, Elliot, I just want to bring it back and literally just the final question is what would you rate it out of 10? 7. A 7, okay. So, in your eyes, what is a 10 out of 10 movie? Something that has an amazing story, an amazing cast, amazing acting from that cast, amazing visuals, and rewatchability. Name one. Is he thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that silence out. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, fucking... Fucking Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Roderick Rules. No. The best the one. Original. The original Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a 10 out of 10 film. You know <laughs> watched that. I honestly agree with I that. watched that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was like, oh, how old were we when that film came out? What was it called? That What was it called? Just Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh. Uh, uh... 2010. So it would right. be in 2011. I used to just, I used to get, I used to get like, uh, you know, those cups you get from like Disneyland and stuff, big mm -hmm. chunky like jumbo cups. I used to fill yeah. that with Vimpto and go and watch that every single night. What do you mean go and watch it? I'd go upstairs to the computer, oh, okay. put the DVD in, <laughs> the computer. with my little jumbo Vimpto Zero and watch it every single night for like, Three months. Three months. When I was eleven years old. So you could probably quote that film. I did at one point think I could. Wow. My memory's not the best, that's but that's quite impressive, actually. I, really I think liked my <laughs> my little sister, she's mm -hmm. watched the Christmas film Nativity, uh, oh, starring yeah. Martin Freeman. Oh, she watches really? that all year round. Doesn't matter if what? it's Christmas or not. Oh yeah. And. I, yeah, what? and wow. she's watched it probably the most out of any other film ever. She doesn't. She doesn't care if it's Christmas. 
That's what? wild. That's crazy. How often does she watch it a year? Oh, maybe, uh, I don't what know, like, do? nah, <laughs> like 50. Oh, shit. 50? What? 50 times yeah. a year? That's yeah, a lot. probably. That's a lot. Since it came out? Um, so Once a week. Bro, I would say she's grown out of that phase out. a little bit now. Mm. 2009, that film came out. Yeah, she was born. Yeah, she was. Uh, well, she okay. Three years old, so. Yeah, so you give it a seven, and you say Tyra Wimpy Kid yeah, is a I ten just, out of I ten. Don't know, man. <laughs> I I got stuck on that rewatchability thing because I don't really like watching films again and again and again. <laughs> what so, would you say is a ten out of ten film? Not in your eyes, but just in an artist. Maybe Good Time. Oh, really? Okay. Good Time's a really good film. Okay, this is a good time uh, uh, to uh, for you to bring up your your <laughs> film that you're gonna make the next guest watch, which is Good Time. I think we good, <laughs> you guys should watch Good Time. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so next week really our guest will be watching that. It's captivating. Its cast is amazing. The story's interesting. It keeps you pulled in the entire time, and the visuals are nice as well. And it's Robert written Patterson's. by and directed by the Safdie brothers. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Right. Safty, I think so. And I think the they uh, wrote Uncut Gems. I think the one of the characters in it is played by one of the Safty brothers. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, the brother. Yeah, the brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, the brother. Uh, okay, wow. so we're moving on to the music uh, discussion of this podcast. Uh, so, do you remember what the first album you ever listened to was? Uh. uh Something Life in Technicolor or something by Mika. What was it called? Life in. Oh, oh yes, yes. Motion Color. Motion Color. That's it. Yeah, I know that was it. That was the first one. I used to listen to that a lot in my mum's car. Nice. What was your favorite on that on that album? Lollipop. Oh, okay, you're a Followed classic kind of Grace Kelly. Man. Grace Followed Kelly. Okay. Big girls. Big girls. Okay. Followed by. I'd say Happy Relax, Ending was a pretty good easy. one. Relax, take oh, Happy easy. Ending yeah. was good. Yeah, that was it. Mika, Life in Motion Color, I think. So the memories that you have of that, uh, listening to it with your mother in the car, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I bought, I convinced my dad to buy, because we used to listen to it on the radio. I think it was very popular at the time. Um, My mum used to listen to it on the radio. I think she had it on a iPod or something like that, and I saw the CD in the in like Morrison's one day when I was with my dad because my dad would do week shopping. And I think I convinced my dad to buy it so I could surprise my mum with the CD. Oh, I remember walking into the washroom in our house and taking her the CD. Oh, that's but, so sweet. Yeah. What did she What did she react like? I can't remember. That's as much as I remember, unfortunately. Yeah, and then she punched you and you blacked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually hit me hard. Yeah, she really hated that album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually, I, re- I repressed the part where I major put it on every time. <laughs> um, What would you yeah, give that album? No. Out of 10? Um, oh, fucking 8 out of 10? Wow, okay, no, pretty nine high out scoring. Of 10. Whoa, okay. A 9 out of 10. Yeah, man. That's a pretty good score for the first album you ever listened to as well. Because you could have yeah. listened to a shit album. 
No, I still rate it very highly. Yeah, it is a great album. I think I'm gonna have that at my wedding. Wow, wow. which song? The entire album. Oh, okay. That's gonna, it's gonna be my wedding music. What would which be your first be? dance song? Okay. Uh, wait. Does it have to be from that album? Uh, no. Do you want the serious answer or a jokey answer? Both. Okay. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, I'm fucking... Nah, I put too much pressure on the joke thing. I'm just gonna have to be serious about it. Um, Probably... I can't really have the luckiest by Ben Folds anymore, because that was... Me and my girlfriend do really like that song, and it's very romantic and very wholesome and cute. Ben Folds very wholesome and cute. Yeah. Um, but I think it was my girlfriend's step-parents' first dance song, so we can't really do that. Yeah, that's kind of um, stealing. We do have an idea of what it would be, but I can't remember it right now. Yikes. Maybe, maybe I think we thought fucking an Ed Sheeran song. Oh, no. yeah, I know, I know, I know. I don't... Thinking out loud, I think, was statistically one of the most oh, not used. Fucking thinking out loud, fuck that shit. Wedding imagine songs dance, of that year. Imagine your first dance being a song that actually had just a dance in the as a music video. No, yeah, thanks. well, that, that that was statistically the highest used song of for a first dance when that song came out. It makes mm. sense, it is a very first dancey song. Yeah. I think we'd go for. Perfect? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's so. cute. Very cute. Maybe if we do Holes. that, I don't think we will. Yeah. I didn't mean to put pressure on you there. I was, I, I kind of was hoping you would say a song out of, uh, you should feel out of uh, Mika's bad. album, but then you didn't. Oh, uh, Grace Kelly. <laughs> okay, thank you. I did say I did say no when you, you asked. Just cut that shit out. Just call it a serious shit out. Just Grace Kelly. Just yeah, no, I don't. Cu- the 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 one thing you need to learn about this podcast is I don't cut anything out. Ah, that's good. I, Fuck I, bitch, I, shit, shit, cunt. Fuck. Uh, apart from that, <laughs> that's just gonna be a really long bleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna sound good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so the first album you listen to is Mika. (laughs) Normally, I would ask if you'd see any relation between Mika and uh, the the album that we listened to this week. No. Yeah, I didn't think (laughs) you would. No, actually. So with Eden, what what were your initial thoughts when you first listened to this album? It's alright. You can be honest. No, no, it was. I did not like it. You know, I think we've talked about it through the week a little bit. Like, I'm not really a music person, personally, uh, in myself. I'm not a massive... You guys, you and the rest of our friend group are very much more musically than me. I think it's kind of an ongoing joke, but that's a fact. Um, yeah, that you only listen to Chance the Rapper and Charles Gambino. And Mumford and Sons, actually. That was and originally Mumford and Sons. <laughs> 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 However... <laughs> Um, no, no, I thought it was good. I never said I didn't like it. I just said I didn't have much to say about it because I don't really have any points. Like, yeah, so all right, I enjoyed it. I listened to the album several times and didn't skip any songs. So, 
That's probably good. It's better than I Would you listen to it again? Uh, probably out of not. The context of this. Okay. Probably not. I might Were add one any song. Any songs? Actually. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Were there any songs? Song. Hang on. Let me get the album list up because there was one song which I actually liked quite a bit. Okay. I'm going to predict it before you say it. Go on, bitch. Do it. End credits? No, bitch. No. Really? Yeah, no. Gravity. Uh, Gravity. Gravity. That's what I was going to My second guess was going to be that. Yeah. Because they're the that's two. I, I thought the album was short. It's only 26 minutes long. Yeah, it's quite small. It's really yeah, sure. it's, a, it's more of an EP, really. Yeah. In an album. What does EP stand for? Extended project. Project. Yeah, I think. Ah, okay, cool. I'm pretty sure it's well, extended. That answers the question that I've been confused about my entire life. Yeah, it's yeah. It it, uh, it EP and mixtape were the oh, things no. where I was like, are they not the same thing? It's um ex- extended play is what it sounds there like. But I think cool. yeah, there there is a difference between like albums and EPs and mixtapes and everything. But uh, we're not mm. going to get into that on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Fair so, enough. So um yeah, so with the album, you're saying you would probably just add one song to your uh playlist. Yeah. I think it would maybe end credits if I was feeling it, but I'm not really feeling it. I liked Gravity quite a lot. Um, I did like how in the if like the more instrumental one, um, or not instrumental. I don't know what the equivalent word is. Uh, it samples a film that I really like, Boyhood. Yeah, do you um, want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, can a little bit, yeah. I don't want to bring it back to films, the music part of the podcast, but um, that's the only bit I really like. Made me go, oh, cool. I'll look a little bit into that, and I looked a little bit into it. Got on a genius. Was having a little look at some of the lyrics. Having a look at that. You know how it is. Um, yeah, I think Eden is very uh, inspired by uh, all types of media. So in one of his songs off the uh, next EP, I think you think too much of me. I think it might be rock and roll. There's um some interpolation of uh, Lost in Translation, that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a scene where Scarlett Johansson's talking to Bill Murray about uh, what she wants to do in the future and with her life, and it and it kind of does reflect on the uh, lyrics in the song as well. So I think he does take a lot of inspiration from these forms of media and, and tries to interpret them in, in like song form. And I think it's very interesting the way that he does that. Mm. So would this EP yeah. maybe make you want to listen to further projects of Eden, or not? Not especially. Not really. I might. I might if it gets recommended to me or gets put on. I like it, but I don't think I'll, you know, subscribe or fucking whatever the right word is. Subscribe. <laughs> Follow me on Twitch and put the alert bell on. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, so, you know the song, uh, Oh No, I Think I'm Catching Feelings, on, uh, TikTok? That song that went viral? Do you, do you not know? I'm catching feelings. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's Eden. Really? Yeah, that's on the next EP, that's on the, I think you think... Wow. Can, can he change the name of that song just because it went viral? Yes. Yeah, so, so, it changed should. from sex to sex with the parentheses Brackets, catching feelings. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that's that's quite a good like marketing thing as well. Yeah, it's just and it's now his most streamed song. Yeah, because like Makes TikTok's sense. great for going viral. 
Like, yeah, TikTok's weird the way it's gone gone from oh, yeah. like. Oh, it's like funny because it it uses popular songs in it, which further popularizes that song. Yeah. But then it also gets like indie songs like this, and then makes it more popular, yeah. to the point where they'll be played on the radio, and blow up artists like that. Like I think Doja Cat had a lot of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Doja Cat both loads after she had a few TikTok songs, and now she was on the radio tons, and now she's just like a basically mainstream artist after. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think, say she yeah. was indie, but she has fifty plus million monthly listeners. I'm pretty sure. She I wonder what she had before plus. TikTok. Yeah, it's it is crazy the influence that TikTok has on uh, the music industry at the moment. It's just a good platform to get like unknown or lesser known artists out. Yeah. Especially if you've got good songs. Like Eden's sort of like songwriting is very Oh I, I didn't he start in was it EDM and then sort of went a more like singer songwriter kind of path. Yeah. And, and that's like, why a lot of his production is, is very like EDM. Uh, it's very catchy, like yeah. big hooks and big like choruses and stuff, which Maybe that's why I'm not entirely bothered by it. I'm not an EDM fan by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Um, I like lyrics. I mean, the first Eden album I listened to was uh, XO. Is that... No, not... Uh, not that's not I think you think uh, too much of me. I think you think too much of me. Yeah, we just got XO on it. Because um, XO is the first song that I listened to. And uh, it took me a, a, a second to uh, like sort of get used to it. Because it's very like different to what I usually would listen to. Um... But it did grow on me, like, eventually, so. By the way, before we diverge a bit too much from uh, the TikTok discussion, I'll link some um, sources in the notes of this podcast because there are some interesting articles that I read about uh, how it's both positively and negatively affecting the music industry, and it would be uh, it's a really good read. So check the notes and you can read the articles. Cool. I'll, I'll do that as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, Eden is a bit like Marmite in the same way that Bonnie Bear is, yes. where it, you either are going to enjoy him or you're not. And I think you can think he's okay. Bonnie Bear? But... Who's yeah. Bonnie Bear? You mean Bon Iver? Oh, you really pronounce him Bon Iver? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you actually pronounce it Bon Iver? It's Bon Iver? Yeah. Yeah, always has been, always will be. That's funny, man. I think Bon Iver was on Bon Iver's album. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He he produced it and co-wrote a load of the songs. Oh, really? He only sang on one of them. Yeah, he's really that's cool. He's written, he's co-written a lot of Kanye West songs. Yeah, he got his inspiration. Wow. And a lot of production for Kanye West as well. Yeah, Bon Iver was on the previous. Bonnie Bear. Uh he was on the previous podcast, so we'll uh we'll not discuss. We'll stop him talking about him. Fuck Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Uh Bonnie Bear. Uh so yeah, Eden was interesting. And that was a good discussion. But you seem to not really enjoy him and I'm excited to hear what you would rate the EP. Uh, five. Five out of ten. That's cool. Yeah. Quite decent. Well, so would you say a? F- I would say a five is still a good album. Mm-hmm. 
It's a good album. It's well made. It's in like I like I said, I didn't skip anything. I didn't. It just didn't especially touch me where I want to be touched. You know. Uh, I I think we're gonna need to cut that out as well. <laughs> what? Um, I feel it. I feel it. You what? So okay, so you mentioned that um, what was this? Gravity was your favorite yeah, song yeah. on the album. What describe to me the 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 environment that you see when you're listening to Gravity? Okay, so I think when I listen to a song and I try and picture something and I close my eyes, <laughs> my mind automatically wanders back to two years ago um, when uh, Maruna, my partner, went to uni and I was here. Uh, and then everyone and all my friends had left school as well and I was stuck in school after being you know, back a year. Um, I don't know, I think it was, it's a, I think I kept, keep thinking about my relationship um, at that time and the, the the tensions that were put on it and how hard it is to be away from someone that you're so close to and then they're just having fun and living this life without you and they're having a good time and you're having such a shit time um i don't know i think i think maybe my mind keeps thinking back to that if i was listening to it yeah um yeah something about feeling not enough for someone yeah so very sad yeah it was a sad song i think yeah it seems very nostalgic as well somehow like just the yeah i think it's all about guitars and yeah i think it's all about reminiscing about something you had and then didn't have yeah definitely is well that's a very nice way to well very sad but very uh nice way to end this podcast and i really appreciate you coming on oh thank you guys it's been nice it's been fun thank you for for sharing your experiences and uh and your wisdom with us today yeah that's one word for yeah follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash charlie p please yeah, do you have um, anything else you want to plug? Well, nah, that's, it. that's all I got going. <laughs> <laughs> Donate so we can open more uh, more police uh, police cards, Pokemon cards. Police cards. I'll be opening <laughs> uh, Pokemon cards more when I get more money. Um, but I do need to recommend an album as well, don't I? So my yes. film was uh, Good Time um, by Safi Brothers. And my f- song, my album choice is Sigh No More by Mumford and Sons. Ooh. Of course. Yeah, of course. Bitch. Okay. Well, th- th- thanks. <laughs> thanks very much thanks for, for, uh, for that recommendation. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, no problem, and we'd love to have you back. Psych. Goodbye. <laughs>